Uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Doc. And this is... The Fad Lads. There's actually a piece of music we put in here. I was like, yeah! So, we are here at the end of April, and we've got Doc with us, and we've got this week's, or this month's guest, Amber, with us. So, Amber, how are you doing? Hey, I'm alright. I am doing okay. Do you want to describe to us where we are? Um, what, within the 30-day challenge? No, I mean, geographically. Oh. He does this every month. Oh, we are in my... Old apartment in uh, West Hollywood in my old bedroom, which um, I've managed to hold on to in this weird sort of way. So I'm, I still have this apartment, and my roommate um, lives here alone most of the time. Because you live in England, don't you? Yeah, I live in England. This sounds like it's going to be a sad story. And um, (laughs) Well, I'm trying to explain it. I'm like, I don't know if anybody will care, but basically I live in England now, but I have an apartment in West Hollywood that I refuse to let go. And we, and so I've managed to keep the situation going and we're sitting in my old bedroom that is sort of a a storage unit at, at, um, but yeah, so we're in West Hollywood. And we're all connected by mics, and it's like the world's crappiest seance. <laughs> <laughs> because we're on chairs in a spare room facing each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the world's smallest support group. Um, it's a very... It's a much better version of the human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know, because we're all connected together. Oh, we are? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a good one, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this month, what have we been doing? So, Doc, what have you been doing this month? Uh, I had no sugar uh, for the month of April, and that is that no that was no processed sugar. No process, no added sugar, uh, no foods that have sugar as an ingredient. Fruits are okay, stuff like that. Milk has sugar in it; it's okay. So it's just things like cakes, pastries, mm-hmm. avoiding sugar, soft drinks, ketchup. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes mayonnaise, salad dressings, like lots of things. You end up coming across lots of stuff that has. Added sugar or, or sweeteners like honey, maple syrup, uh, anything like that. No, and, so no added sugars or did sweeteners. You, do you, um, we sort of talked about this halfway, but it feels like quite a long month. Um, did you find yourself looking at labels before you ate it? Or Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. So you were probably... I did, yeah. No, I'm, I'm quite a stickler. And um, I, so I wanted to make sure I didn't accidentally break it. So, yeah, check labels and, uh, you know, you sort of know ketchup you get it in a restaurant, but of course, you know, ketchup's full of sugar anyway, so you just yeah. uh, avoid it as an add-on. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, as far as I know, I didn't uh, break it. And do you feel uh, noticeably better for it? I mean, you always, I always go on about this, but yeah. Amber could be the judge of this. You've got an objective view. He looks quite fine, doesn't he? Yeah, your skin looks amazing. <laughs> it looks it looks like you just got your headshots done and you had a little bit of um, like concealer or something. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah you look glowing. Okay. Well, good. Um, well, I don't know what you look like before. I've never seen you before, but yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah. If um, you imagine a disgusting jab of the heart, he was kind of a bit like that. Yeah, but worse. Um, 
yeah, so this is amazing transformation. Uh, <laughs> I'm taller. Uh, I've got a better personality. I have more money. I have everything. I've, the world is perfect now. So yeah, give up sugar. So nice. do, do, do you feel consciously better then? Because I know you've done it a little bit before in the past. Yeah, no, I, I do feel better when I do it. Um, I, you know, we talked about this before. And so it's funny, the first part of the month, I found it quite easy and didn't really think about it. Um, the second part of the month, I had lots of cravings for sugar. Like I was to the point of uh, just like, it doesn't matter. I'll just go and do this and then I'll talk about it on the podcast because I was that close to doing it and whatever willpower kept me. Or, or maybe I was just hungry and I ate something else and I kind of took it away. Well, how did you talk yourself out of it, though? Like, like because well, there, there was, was always no, that moment where nearby. you're like, fuck it. There wasn't huh? anything nearby. Yeah. So I was at home. We didn't have any sugary snacks around. Oh, OK. Um, I wasn't near a bakery. And so I was like, oh, I have to, I'm going to go. Like, I'm this, I'm craving it so much. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive there yeah. and, uh, and get. You really a, got to that point? A, a muffin or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Two or three times in toward like towards the end, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Um, so I think to answer your question, Amber, he didn't do it because I think he would have felt like he'd have let the challenge down. Yeah. So because the question you're th- you're trying to get at is if he wasn't doing the challenge, is what would he use as a uh, as a crutch to get him through it? Or well, yeah, just what that thought process was to decide not to do it because you always have that mm. like. You talked yourself out of it. Yeah, you didn't have anything at home. But yeah, whatever it is, whether it's pride because you're doing it. It's pride and podcast. stubbornness and competitiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm an asshole like that. I'll, uh, you know, I won't let so, on you. So yeah, if you weren't doing on. the 30-day challenge, you might I probably would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. You know, it would be like, okay, I was, I'll do this again yeah. or I'll whatever. This is not the, the thing right now. Because, I, I, you know, I've, I, I have done it before. But previous to doing it before, I... I kind of thought about it or wanted to do it and I just couldn't. And so I just accepted it. Um, but this time, uh, you know, I sort of was more about the challenge. Uh, so I'll stick to something and just be stubborn. Yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting that because it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm a terrible, I've got a slightly addictive personality when it comes to things like crap food, especially mm-hmm. like potato chips or crisps mm-hmm. as we would call them where I really don't know how to say no to it. And I know it's not processed sugar, but there is still something about it. I don't know whether it's the salt or the fat or something. Well, I replaced this sugary treat with savoury, like potato chips. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. As in, not, not, not one-to-one, but like if I wanted to kind of have a, a treat or a snack, I'd just go for a packet of chips slash, right. slash crisps. So how how do you? Because I'm what I'm interested in is, is how do, how do you train yourself to if it's not a fad? Yeah. Because we are one of the things that we do, Amber, is we try and discuss whether these things are fads or whether they're lifestyles that you can actually. It's a lifestyle thing that you can incorporate, sort of maybe not ad infinitum, but certainly indefinitely. Right. Um, and I think not having processed sugar should really be a lifestyle thing, really, rather than a fad, shouldn't it? Because no one needs it. We don't need processed sugar, do we? Do you know anything? No. About no, no and, and it's super addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, did you lose weight or anything? I not noticeably no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was for long enough. Yeah. I have done before. But did yeah. it help you? Did it help your moods? Or? Yeah, it helps moods. Yeah, it helps energy levels. The kind of the high and the low, the fluctuation. It's more constant. It's more consistent. So, um, 
yeah, I think the the downside of it is that the, the, I feel like the negative energy or negative mood is worse than the, the, the positive kick you get when you get it when you're yeah taking you're you're ta- eating a sweet treat or having something sweet to kind of give you an energy boost yeah. during the day. Some people might go for a Coca Cola or whatever it is, or a, I don't know what other sugar things monster energy they're yeah. worse they've got all this other stuff in it as well but the the low after that after that sugar burst that blood rush is it, it does affect your your mental health and look everything in the gut is related to the to the brain so mm. i'm not sure how your gut processes sugar but I, I i i don't think it's just the 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 blood sugar i think there's something in the gut that um when it's trying to process sugar it doesn't react well with your brain and we're not supposed to, we talked about this before, we're not supposed to eat that much sugar. You know, it wasn't available to us in, in nature mm. um, as much as we consume it today. So as humans, animals were, were not designed to Isn't consume it, and process that much sugar. Isn't it as any drug? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be more addictive than cocaine or heroin. I'm not sure which one, whatever, you, whatever the best drug is today. Do you, well, what's your eating habits like? Do you, do you like snacking on like chocolate and? No, I I don't have a sweet tooth. Um, I have a salty tooth. But when I quit drinking, I crave sugar, and I just let myself have it because I mean alcohol is mostly sugar. So when I quit mm-hmm. drinking, <clears throat> I wasn't much of a sweets person, but I was craving it. So I'd go to Pinkberry almost every night, and I just let myself have it. And and now I'm I'm pretty healthy, but I I'm. More, I have a salty tooth. I'm definitely more into potato chips and tortilla chips. I eat loads of that stuff, but luckily... But I think I do eat processed sugar just unknowingly, just mm-hmm. on the I think that's the day. problem, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's that we all eat it unknowingly in the sense that if you go to... I, I'm planning on having a salad at lunch just because I feel like having a salad. And I, with the dressing, and that's probably rammed with sugar. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if I really paid attention and quit like you did, if all of a sudden I'd, there would be loads of things that I have all the time that I don't think about and then I'd be craving it. Oh, there are. Yeah. Especially in, I don't want to say this country, but this country. Actually, it's every Western country these days. Um, because the, the, the people who make the food know that you want to come back for more yeah. and that you'll enjoy your experience. Like eating a salad, you go, oh my God, it tastes so good. Well, why does it taste so good? It's leaves and... Yeah. Some other leaves mixed together. Righteousness mm. tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Being sanctimonious tastes good. You, you know that, dog. <laughs> so it's a lifestyle thing. Then I think it is what we're really saying, isn't it? Yeah. And by the way, we had um, some correspondence this month. So Mark O'Shea, who's in Australia, is going to do it in May. No sugar. Oh, is he? Um, well, so maybe maybe we should we'll call him in and him. see how he, how he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's going to do it this month as well. Yeah, because so, uh, I was I was thinking about you this month, and I and I was not, I was consciously avoiding it as well, which oh, is right. quite difficult. Because I'd like I'm doing some work in the house, and I'd go to Home Depot, or like sort of B and Q, and they have you know in, in a warehouse full of things like wood, lawn mowers, tiles, they have chocolate by the cash still, still. Yeah. <laughs> and I just literally can't resist just packing up, picking up a bag of M and M's and smashing those into my face, <laughs> and I decided to stop doing that. And it's and it's quite difficult. Yeah, I've only it's only the last kind of weeks. So I've just come back from a two week shoot, and I trapped tre- myself really badly on the shoot just because it's you know tough work, and so you just drink and eat crap in the hotel at night. So, I've, but last last week I've been very conscious about not picking up that little bag of 
M and M's at the but by the cash till. It's tricky. And the majority of snack based foods are, you know, we talk about chips, but like, I don't think there's any chips at Home Depot or that part of the. It's all sweet stuff. It's all yeah, sugar. yeah. It's, it's all sweet stuff. It's something yeah. to grab to have in your pocket. They do have flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, mm. sorry to break that rule. I, I bet you there's sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> bet I'm you stop. if you look in the ingredients, there's sugar. I've stopped eating those. <laughs> Whatever whatever that orange stuff is, even if it's not sugar, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely disgusting. Do you see it on the other side? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, okay, well, that's good. So it's a lifestyle thing, reasonably easy to do. Yeah, I, a couple I, of breaks. I don't think it's a fad. I think it should be a lifestyle choice. I think people should avoid it in general. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's more of a eat less. You know, this is this this thing we we you know we're doing this as a monthly challenge because if you pick all of the things that we're doing, you try to do them all at the same time, you just you can't live right. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem with everything is yeah. you have to try and moderate and, and balance everything that you do. And I think if you're if you can avoid sugar or eat less sugar, processed and refined and added, then do for sure. You'll feel better. You'll, we'll feel better, big time. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, carry that on, and I'm I'm going to try and do it next month as well, and it sort of ties into next month's challenge we'll talk about in the next episode. And then um, Amber, you've been drawing every day, as in like a cut. Explain what your artwork is, just in case people haven't seen it. Um, they're illustrations. They're sort of, um, I guess, mini comics. But I've been drawing and um. Usually each of them has a punchline, so it's a joke. It's a jokey visual, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, so I've been doing that for the past 30 days. And it's inspired <laughs> by your book Sober Stick Figure, isn't it? Yeah, I have a book um, that has a bunch of illustrations in it, and I'm a really bad artist, but that's part of why it's funny, I guess. But, yeah, for the for the book, I did about an illustration per page, and it was sort of easy because I wrote the book and then I went back and I already had the text there and I would just sort of plug in an illustration based on the text. And for this challenge, um, and, it, and it was fun while I did it, but I never thought, I was like, you know what, that was fun, it's over, I'm not an artist. But when you asked me to do this, I, I've, I've been sort of idle creatively for the past couple of years. Since I moved to England, I, I my, my, um... I guess my momentum and my confidence has sort of been knocked. <clears throat> just being England, out of... England will do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been out of my element and feeling really uncomfortable and isolated and just not, like, in the flow of anything. So, uh, and I've been wanting to do this for a bit, being like, oh, I like drawing those illustrations. So when you asked me to do it, I was like, sweet, I'm going to do this. I know it's not necessarily a lifestyle. I guess it could be if you're a creative person and you want to practice something every day, whether it's knitting or painting, whatever. I think doing something every day is, it's incredible. And um, so I started, so I did an illustration a day and I had so much fun. So, so because the thing, the difference with what your challenge was, uh, and Doc does this very well. It's about it's a, it's a time, is it time adder or is it a, what do you say? It's something that you've actually got to carve out time for. Yeah, exactly. You don't uh, have to carve. Yeah. You don't have to carve so, out time. Sorry. Yeah, girl. exactly. So I did t- no sugar is just an absence of something. Right. Uh, whereas we've had a lot of challenges where you're adding in thirty minutes of something a day mm-hmm. or doing something every day. You have to find the time, make the time to do it every day. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's. Uh, you don't have to think about it and plan it and sometimes I don't know did you end up doing it like one minute to midnight <laughs> no uh, 
I, I made, well, I was traveling a lot during this past month, so I had to be prepared. So some days I would do the, do, um, like 75% of an illustration or five illustrations in one day and then edit them and add the text the day I was going to post it. So I did have to plan it, but there were times where I was like, had no illustration, no idea what I was going to do and had that like last minute Mm -hmm. posts. But it's funny. You always like, Oh, I have no time for that. You know, I've always wanted to write this. I've always wanted to do this. I don't have time. You do like, even if it's exercise, if you're, I think if you're disciplined, any, you can make it happen. And, um, so that was just a good reminder. Like you just ha- you just do it. Whether it's a, you just carve out a, a chunk of time, surround it, you know, schedule it in your day, and just do it. And um, so were you were you quite officious about saying I'm going to do half an hour before lunch, or was it just like when it came? Because the difficult thing about having a creative output is um, f- figuring out when you feel like you want to do it, which always sounds a bit kind of ponzi to people who aren't in creative lifestyles mm. so like oh you've got to find the muse but you right. have haven't you yeah you do and um sorry about the siren there it's a fashion um, place <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault uh i i in the mornings so i wake up and i have about i wake up super early normally whether i'm doing anything or not i wake up about 5.30, but I have about a three-hour window to where I'm sort of open and and willing, and it's quiet. Nobody's up yet. It's my favorite time to sort of um, create. It does sound poncy, but that's when you I did, would She do did it. floating speech marks there. <laughs> Which no, she knows she sounded a bit like a wanker. <laughs> I know. It does sound so wanky, but it's true. So You're the, back in Hollywood now. I know. I'm fitting yeah, right yeah. in. Uh, but yeah, the mornings, and there was like a two set process to each illustration. So I would draw on my iPad and then edit, um, in a different program. Cause I would add text. So I would, if I would get, I would do the drawings in the morning and then I would edit whenever I had time. Are you using the, are you using the iPad pro with Procreate. the pencil? Yeah. 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 Well, your drawings, they look like crayon. So it's a specific, uh, yeah. tool that does that. Cause it's very cool. It looks like, cause I was kind of wondering, you know, if you were traveling and you were trying to draw on the go and uh, you got the crayons out, people are like, oh, this yeah. lady is like a child. <laughs> for, my, for the book, I did paper and colored pencil and then I scanned. I didn't, I didn't have the high-tech equipment, but, well, not as high-tech, but now I'm doing it on iPad Pro and I love it. There's this program called Procreate. And there's different um, pencils and inks that you could use and different kinds of strokes. Like you could draw a flame yeah. easily or a cloud. So I had, like, I'm going to keep doing them, I think. And I would like to put some of them on coffee cups, maybe get some, mm-hmm. or t shirts. So it really kickstarted a lot. Um, well, that's great. It's great show. that you got something out of it because they are great to, to look at. and. And, and reading it, the one that was when you were just talking a couple of minutes ago, I was thinking about the one with the hot dog in the pants. What, <laughs> what's the line? I've got a hot dog in my pants. I hope it doesn't no. fall out in the next I few days. I hope this hot dog doesn't fall out of my pants until tomorrow. Just like <laughs> random. That is yeah. So- well, how did that pop in you? Because yeah. I kind of wonder where does it come from? Like, well, some of these are my old old jokes that I've written mm. or or tweets because I used to love Twitter. 
not anymore since Trump's been elected, but I um, really had fun. So I'd go through old jokes, um, and I know I said I was going to focus on addiction and mental health stuff, but I was like, I want to have fun with this too. So some of them were just really random and silly, but a lot of them are some old tweets, and I have no idea what, why I was like, hope this hot dog doesn't fall out of my pants till tomorrow. Because I, really, <laughs> I was really looking at it thinking, wow, this is a really profound statement about mental health. <laughs> I, was, I know, it's the hashtag mental health awareness. Was the first I was one. literally thinking... What does she it's mean? It's the number four <laughs> thing that people worry about every day. <laughs> the fourth highest cause of anxiety is hot dogs. I just like the idea of a weird girl walking around with a hot dog in her pants, being like, "I hope it doesn't fall out until tomorrow." It, mm-hmm. it, it's just silly. It's a tricky. It's a tricky thing to do because it did inspire me. Because I sent you, I emailed you, didn't I? I sent you a, an effort of my own from a couple of years ago. Do you remember with the guy riding the oh, horse? Oh yeah. And and. and it took me ages to do that, and that's one. And I still sit on my laurels that I did that one cartoon four years ago. Oh, you because have to it sounds it easy. It sounds easy. Um, it's really rude. It sounds easy, but it's incredibly difficult to do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't... Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not I... for you, because you're naturally funny, and you're a writer, and a comedian. And... It's not easy, but you do have to sort of create a snapshot, and you have to be economical with your words and visuals so it's it's just about as much as editing as it is about creating i guess yeah because it's not a comic strip where you have the opportunity right. to show yeah. multiple images and 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 words you know people are having conversations to tell a whole story you have to tell a story in, in one, one picture picture yeah. with maybe one bit of text yeah with like a one-liner or mm-hmm. It's like a New Yorker, I have a couple New Yorker of, cartoons. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, my some of mine try to do something like that, but a couple of them have like two characters. I had like a rolling theme of like two girls at a coffee shop just talking, and it's just like dialogue, dialogue. That's it. So I, I and I want to keep those characters going, and um, a couple of them I had four panels, but I put it in one shot. Yeah, um, I thought the mum the mum one was good about. Uh, oh, mum's trying to remind you of somebody you went to elementary yeah, school with. Yeah, remember oh, Tony? Yeah. Remember Tony? You went to school with Tony. Remember Tony? Remember Tony? No, mum, he's dead. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, they're always like dead or married or yeah. something. Whenever yeah. you start a story with, do you remember so and so? You know, it's never yeah. going to be and good. And there's so many details. Remember, he sat right next to you. Yeah. He wore cowboy boots. Yeah. Remember, they live right down the street. No, mom. That's well, the... he died. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's the, Ar- the Irish memory must be universal. When I ring home, my mom's, we, you know, I know she's going to tell me someone who's died. You yeah. know, the neighbor, but it's not a neighbor. It's someone who lives two streets away that went to mass and he used to sit at the whatever. Basically and... someone in Dublin died. Yeah, they? exactly. <laughs> in the last month. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I'm very impressed that you managed to do it, and, and I get the impression that you feel like it was quite um, productive for you. It's quite a beneficial challenge, was it? I loved it, I, and I'm really thankful that you guys asked me to do it because I needed something to kickstart. Um, I was just being lazy and sort of feeling sorry for myself, and um, I have a lot of pride too. Like, no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this properly. I'm gonna do it. So I am competitive and like want to do a good job. But I, it was really 
it was difficult, it was fun, and I think it kick-started um, something that I want to keep doing and will hopefully oh, grow. So thanks for asking me to be oh, Amazing. It's, sort of, <laughs> it's inspired me as well because there's a couple of other things that we'll do later in the year that, mm-hmm. and it's inspired me to do one other thing later in the year. Um, but no, brilliant. Well done. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Someone great. properly got something out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, recommend it to people, even if they're, I don't know, is it... Is it because uh, uh, colouring, they have adult colouring books now, and I know it's a right. different thing, but it's a, it's a, it's a task that you know adults can do to relieve tr- stress, or it's kind of drawing, using a pen in a hand and having you know stimulating those creative juices. Uh, it helps with mental health, right? Do you think this as an activity or in a related area? It mellows me out so much, and mm-hmm. I know that's why those colouring books have become a, a fad or not, because. Um, when I'm drawn, like you're completely in the moment, you have to be completely in the moment to focus on what you're to to what you're working on. So, say I do an hour's worth of work on those illustrations, I'm completely mellow after. My my head will be racing crazy. I'm drinking too much coffee, and I sort of just really sit and zone in and draw. I feel s- totally chill after. So, yeah, I guess it is sort of like a meditation of sorts. Mm-hmm. It was great. I'd like to try it once, just one one time, one time only. Come up with it because I, I do believe it's really hard. And yeah. right, you well, know, to do it in one year, yeah. And then we'll, yeah. then we'll post that right. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and your and your one? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to post this. mine. I'm very proud of mine. It's just yeah. it's 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 quite rude, and it's it's quite dark, isn't well, it? We can censor it. <laughs> it is. It's pretty. It's pretty dark. But I don't I, think it's really. That. I mean, it is dark. But I think it's, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Let the world yeah. judge it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll post it. So check it out on at official bad lads, uh, or um, check out Amber's work at, at Amber Toza. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So I suppose the last person is me. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about your, your month, Chris. My, my, what, what was your challenge? Mine sounds so dumb. I did a reading. <laughs> I read every day. <laughs> but it, it's a thing that, you know, a lot of people don't do. A lot of creative people don't do is just go back to a book. We're so... Oh, yeah. I find myself sort of, you know, and we've talked about this all the time, of being abroad in Twitter or news or all the sort of salacious kind of political gossip that's constantly going on. Um, and... I'm quite a good reader in the sense that, you know, I've gone through times in my past where I'd always read and I've sort of forgotten the skill almost. So I I concentrated on doing half an hour of reading a day um, just to sort of try and kickstart, a bit like with you, Amber, trying to kickstart the habit um, because I think it's one of those things that once you do it for like, I think, 17 times, it becomes a habit. Is that right? 21, I think. 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was 21 times, but... Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, it, it has kick-started the habit, and um, and I've really enjoyed it because it's it's sort of slightly, weirdly, easier on the eyes because you're not looking at a screen. Um, you're engaging. Um, you're engaging with the narrative as opposed to being told the narrative because I do like audio books. I listen to a lot of those. So it's just kind of almost going back to basics a little bit. And it's something that you don't see that much anymore. You don't see people reading books Mm -hmm. on on the tube in London before smartphones that's what everyone did yeah it's weird everyone read on the on the tube and now no one does and I've I've sort of been spotting it now and then I haven't really seen anyone reading a book but the guy I was working with this month um, 
uh, I was in a hotel lobby and I'm desperately, I was desperately trying to finish this book before we started work and he passed me the lobby and said hey you've got a reader <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny because it's true it stands out someone reading it can sometimes feel a little bit pretentious like when you were a teenager, you know, you'd read sort of, you'd be reading Foucault to catch in, a, in a cafe <laughs> right. somewhere. So with the cover, making sure everybody sees it. Yes, it's pronounced Dostoevsky. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, you know, it can be a tool to try and appear to be a little cooler than you are. But Did you end up reading longer than 30 minutes because you were so oh, into yeah. it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think when, you know, I've, like last night or the night before last, I was really tired, um, and I knew I just had to kind of just push on a little bit. And it's actually, it actually really helps your sleep because it's the last thing you do before you go to sleep, as opposed to generally it's looking at a phone. Looking at a for phone, most people, which or the TV, so or yeah, you know. So yes, it's, I found it really beneficial, and it's and you know it'd be ridiculous to call it a fad because it's just not reading is something you know I try and instill it in my daughters I read to her I read to her like 20 minutes every night in the hope that she'll get something from it creatively or sort of stimulation or whatever Mm. it is um because it's good to have as a habit I think yeah you know big time so how many books did you end up reading um I am coming to the end of my third book that's Um, great yeah it's sort of Mr. Man Mr. <laughs> Actually, I'm reading Mr. Men to my daughter at the moment. I'm reading Mr. Mrs. Hug, Little Miss Hug. Um, yeah, it, they've been, and they've been a really good selection of books, and, I, and I'll go through them again. It was um, uh, Brixton Rocks, and, I, and it's not Alex Wheatley. Sorry, Alex, because I know you've liked an Instagram post. It's Alex Wheatle, uh, which is a great book. And in the last podcast, I just read out the back because I gave such a terrible <laughs> synopsis of it to you. Um, and then uh, Kristen Bax's book called um, The Lives of the Robot Dogs, which, again, just go and look up yourself because I'm not going to surmise it here because it's, it's bonkers, but brilliant. It's literally about um, dogs that are given human... Um, appendages and voice boxes oh wow, oh, wow. in wow. new york it's, it's it's very very good and uh, and then i'm on uh, the the recent booker prize winner which is um milkman. called uh, milkman mm. did you suggest that to me oh no. i started that mm. months ago i need it <laughs> you need a i run. i do need a challenge <laughs> it's good isn't it's it? great i mean it's i don't know why i haven't Continued. It, it reminded me a bit of a book called Boxy and Star by Darren King, which came out about 20 years ago, which is quite... A cont- they're, they're quite contemporary novels, aren't they? And I'm not a, a book critic in any in any sense. But what Milkman does, which Boxy and Star sort of does, is it's a bit loose on syntax, and it doesn't have any names in it or oh, any wow. places. So everyone is referred to mm-hmm. as the, the, the main character in... in, in Milkman is is the milkman, and then mm-hmm. there's middle sister, and then there's brother-in-law three. Oh wow! Uh, and it's set. Um, you don't know where it's set. It never mentions where it's set, which is. But it's, it's set in Ireland. Right? It's obviously Northern Ireland. Like set. I think it's Belfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's quite. Uh, it's quite a detaching thing to read, and I can. Und- I, I've sort. I've sort of got into it, and and you've sort of got to read it in a bit. 
you don't you don't studiously read it because there's nothing to make sense of because of the lack of kind of syntax and character names. You just sort of ramble through it. You almost scan it, and you get yeah. sort of it's almost like wafting in a smell off a off a, a a dish that you've just cooked. You sort of read it in that way. You kind of scan along the lines, and it, it it's that was very poetic. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really was it? I was doing a lot of hand wafting. Um, but yeah, so so it's been a really interesting month for me. Um, and I've and I've got loads of you know the the pile of dusty books that I've got by my by my bed now. I'm, I'm slowly working my way through. You think you'll keep the habit up? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd keep it up more because I want to. I'm really sick, and we moan about it all the time. I'm really sick of of Twitter, and, and yeah, the, it, it's a, a completely empty gratification, and I, I, I'm starting to uh, hate myself a little bit. And Adam Buxton, who you may or may not know, very funny um, English podcaster, writer, he, he just signed off Twitter the other day. He's a huge amount of following, very mm-hmm. popular podcast. He's son of Twitter. Uh, dear, dear sort of followers, I think I've probably had enough of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take yeah. it personally. Thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. ended the whole thing almost like a kind of, um, like a sort of Twitter suicide. Yeah. You know, it was... Yeah. Uh, uh, and it wasn't. A, it just felt like a good thing to do. And I'm, I'm suspecting. I don't know Adam, but I'm suspecting that he did it in order to spend more time doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does. It replaces quality activities. Yeah, and it's easy to get drawn in. You're endlessly scrolling. Yeah. And yeah, the it's, scroll. It's yeah. like, why do I keep scrolling? And then when you're done, it's like, how do you feel after an hour of that? Yeah. And um, it's, I yeah. last month when I did uh, meditation, I also went off social media, and so Chris did it for us for the for the fat lads. And then this month, I've been back on, but you know I've pu- reposted some of your pictures, but I've only gone on it like every five or six days. Yeah, because I I don't want yeah. to go back on it. Like since giving up, and I'm, I'm kind of didn't miss it, and i have not gone back there looking for anything anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm just like, it feels to me like it should be used as like a sort of church billboard that you'd have in a village. Mm, like, you know, yeah. lo- local dance on at 7.30, <laughs> yeah. come and see it, that kind of thing. Because it's, it's the opinion mm-hmm. that I just, that's difficult, isn't it? Because some opinions you do quite enjoy, but why do we all need to... But it, it makes little or no difference. If you validate your own belief by looking at someone's opinion that you enjoy mm. or you get annoyed by someone's opinion that irritates mm. you neither of those two things do anything additional to your life the world still goes on everything that's here in the room outside the door the trees the people who are around it's just all going on normally but these these opinion bubbles pop up and they become uh it's like oh twitter outrage at whatever and it's like actually a game of thrones right last week mm. It's like Twitter outrage about, um, spoiler alert, um, well actually I won't do a spoiler, but somebody uh, commits a big heroic act and it was expected to be someone else. And it was like Twitter outrage about this, but they just go and find 10 people who are angry about it, put it together in a post and say the whole of Twitter is angry about it. Everybody gets angry about the fact that people are angry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it creates this storm and it's much ado about nothing. Yeah, like it's just ridiculous. When you could be spending time reading, exactly. Yes, yeah. or drawing, or drawing, yeah. or saying no to sugar, or, spe- or spend time saying no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or just spending a bit of time with your kid. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well. Go for a hike. Go mm-hmm. for a hike. Go for a walk. Cook some natural food. Mm-hmm. Cuddle your partner. 
There we go. We've naturally drawn ourselves <laughs> to the end of this. So, so uh, yeah, so it's definitely a lot. I think we've all done three things that are definite lifestyle things. Um, good. Well, thanks, Amber, for doing it. Well, thanks for having me. We really I, appreciate it. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it seriously, it, um, uh, I think I'm going to keep drawing and creating and it just really gave me a little bit of momentum and, uh, see where it goes good well, great we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll always be posting about your, yeah. your news because i'm interested to see where you take it yeah and we're delighted that it's a, it's a catalyst that is um because people love it people on our feed uh love it and like all the posts well that we've posted and uh so oh good yeah, it's great yeah good yeah all right well uh, that's end of april Yay. Next month, uh, next month's episode we'll uh, we'll upload shortly and record and figure out what it is we're going to do. That was good. Thanks very cool. much. Amber. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Doc. Bye. Bye.